they're they're a little more talky talky than worky worky. <laughs> yeah. So here we are in the middle of the 17th century, and Samuel Pepys has got these guys in his house, and he's serving them booze, which is the interesting thing. And he goes down and sits down and shoots the stuff with him, sitting around the old table, pours him a couple, they sit around talking. But he's sitting in his mind thinking, you know it'd be great if we were not drinking, but you were plastering my house. <laughs> if we were plastering instead of getting plastered. <laughs> <laughs> It, it would be so awesome. <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Burger, episode 234. It's a podcast. The guy and a guy and a guy on FaceTime. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hello. Sexy. <laughs> Thank you, Apple. <laughs> Thank you, Microsoft, for sucking so hard that we had to completely abandon Skype this week. And at the last minute, right before we record, try something new and pray to God. <laughs> this better not be all the luck I have. Praying to God. Yeah, for the next few days. <sighs> yes, as we record, um, we are Hurricane under. Irma is rolling up the west coast of the Florida Peninsula. And we are already under a tropical storm warning. Which I can't remember that ever happening since you I've lived here. And so, um, listeners, you might be listening to two dead people right now. That's right. <laughs> um, you might be listening to the last episode recorded <laughs> in the Nerdburger studio because uh, there's a giant tree out there that's between me and the hurricane. And it might come right through this house. A little later. We'll see. <laughs> you'll have to Actually, you'll have to wait for future episodes, if they exist, right before to find out. Craig rang the doorbell. There was a loud crack and a loud thud <laughs> Well, we felt through the ground coming from somewhere in the woods. Mike, what are we doing? What are we doing? We've got Jim on the line and we're talking about weather without him. Oh my God. In the year of our Lord, 1506, we set sail from the cold bay of Hey, Jim. Hey, everybody. <laughs> I'm not cracking. I'm not dropping. I'm not freezing. I'm not on Skype. <laughs> So good. I'm winning today. No, I mean this is this is obviously some scary stuff. I mean, I I heard one projection that there are people in Indiana who will get rain from this storm by the time it's done. Well, yeah, that's not that unusual. I was looking at some Isn't of the historic normal historic. Well, it's not normal, but historic tracks of hurricanes that that barrel inward this far in, inland inland and and there was there was one that like did it hit. Did it? I think it hit like where Harvey hit in Texas, and it curved all the way up okay. through the plains and like across Wisconsin and Michigan <laughs> over toward the Northeast. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so, so. I, mean, I don't know if it, it was would not be unusual if I were to get Irma rain. No. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I guess you guys, for you guys, that's not an abstract subject right now. So for me, I guess it is. No, we're doing a little bit of confabulating and working around to do some recording with somebody that we're doing a little, we're planning to do a recording on Tuesday. Like when this episode <laughs> comes out, there will supposedly already be one in the can for the next week or for the next week. But, but, gotcha. but we, <laughs> I've already warned yeah, we the already people have involved. Backup date. <laughs> we have a backup date in place because I, I thought I said to myself, if it's like really hard down raining and windy on Tuesday, I'm not driving over here. I think it'll be it'll be 
mostly over by Tuesday evening. It's, it's what happens Monday and Monday night. That's what they say. But at the same yeah, time, it was true. supposed to go up the East Coast, and then it was supposed to go right up the middle, middle of Florida, and, the, and, and now, now it's, it's going, going up the West. So, right, so who knows if it's going to, you know, when when it hits land, it might it all has to do is slow down by like a half a day. Yep. And then it'll be here on top of us when, and we, it won't when be we're supposed bad. to record. Well, it slows and, down over land, it won't be as bad. And the, me certainly... Oh, as I say, admittedly, no hurricane expert, because this is amongst the many reasons why I, why I live where my where it makes my face hurt. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not supposed to get them here either. We're well, no, three hundred miles from the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, but at the same time, it uh, it's it strikes me that this is one of those things that, wow, I, I'm I'm told I, I gather just watching some of the tracks that every now and then these things just park. You, know, you we we think of them as these giant moving balls of evil right. wind hate mm-hmm. picking up sharks as they go but <laughs> that, that that has begun <laughs> but at the same time but at the same time it seems that sometimes they just go you know i am going to have a coke and a smoke and sit over here over tampa and just do horrible violence to this community for about a day yeah well that's what happened in houston yeah yes yes yeah just tampa's going gonna... to sit here Tampa's going to take it right in the kisser. That let that at this point that looks pretty well mm-hmm. nailed. And down. because I'm a history guy, change. that hasn't happened to Tampa in a hundred years. The twenties, I think, right? Yeah, 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 nearly. That they've taken it right in the puss. And you know, <laughs> on that note, have you have you seen this car sliced in half? No. Yeah. Well, now we have to post uh, a picture. Make sure Miami I email Dade. that to me. <laughs> Miami Dade. It's a car, literally, a, a tree uproots, topples on top of a car, and one of these cars goes straight in half. Well, there's there's all that stuff I've seen the before and after photos of different spots, and I was like, here's this resort on the beach, and there's all these palm trees, and they're all big and you know with they're greened out and everything, and there's these beautiful buildings and all this stuff, and then right by right beside it is a picture of the after, and all the tree trunks are standing, mm-hmm. but that's all there is because mm-hmm. everything got blown off the tree trunk. Well, they're designed to do that though. Yeah, <laughs> and the uh, and then and then the building looks like. Like somebody just basically took 17 tons of sand and paint thinner and just dropped it on the yeah. building. And it looks like it's been, the building has been abandoned for, you know, 50 years. It's been sandblasted by the beach. There are, there are, there, I saw photos of people who, who got their windows blown out in their homes and their entire house is filled with two and a half feet of sand. Yeah. Um, Time and, to get and the I, Dyson I was... out. Jeez. Well, that's, that's, you, you see, that's the compromise that you get for living on the beach. Is you have to deal with being completely wiped out. There's angry well, at any point. I, you know, I I admit this is this is I'm going to try to keep this to under a minute because this is a serious government rant that I have. Uh-huh. Those people should have no insurance subsidized by the federal government. None, zero, zip, and they do. Everybody from the tidewaters of the Carolinas all the way down to Houston that wants to live on the beach, you're on your own. Good luck. Your homes make no sense. <laughs> Well, they're well. Hmm, I don't know. They don't. They I don't. don't. I, I, explain. Explain. And 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 this is something I get into a lot of trouble with. Believe me. Explain New Orleans to me. Oh no! Only, I, we, we, yeah, when you're under sea level, yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. Level <laughs> between a lake the size of Connecticut. Yep. And the Gulf of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's and, no. And they still haven't fixed anything from 2005. No. 
No, of course they haven't because <laughs> a government just doesn't know how to deal with a problem that big anymore. You know, we're not the Roman Empire. Well, frankly, we're not the Chinese where we basically inform entire communities of a million people. Yeah, we're really, really sorry. We're going to flood this dam up river and that's going to completely jack up this valley. But we super duper need a hydroelectric <laughs> plant. So you all are going to have to move. And where are we going to move? You? Yeah, don't worry. We'll figure that out for you. Yeah. We don't do that. And because we don't do that, we suddenly go, oh, my God, I'm living right on the beach and there's going to be a storm and I don't know what to do. You do know what to do. Don't live on the beach. You know, somebody has to work at the ports and the refineries and all that, though. I mean, there's just... uh, inland, that would be a completely legitimate option. <laughs> Most, don't, 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 go, uh, don't go tell me that the people that are living on the dunes are oh, no, wildcatters. No, I know. In fairness, Jim, there are plenty of people in those cities who... Their parents were born there, didn't have the means to move anywhere else. They were born there, don't really have the means re realistically to move anywhere else. And they're oh, going no, no. to get actually, destroyed. And I actually would put on the government the obligation of moving and relocating these people. Okay, that's fair. I'm enough of a sewer socialist to absolutely go that way. to say, But, but because, frankly, it would be cheaper than, than funding the insurance that constantly bails these people out. Sewer okay. Socialist. Well, now I've that we've lost, that now that we've lost thirty percent of our listeners, um, let's move on to other topics. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wait, wait. I got one though. It's, hey, if it's we've only lost a third, that's doing Burger. pretty good. Sorry, what? <laughs> I got, I got hurricane news suitable for Nerd Burger. Oh, good lord. N nerd, Nerdicane? No, no, no. Stop. Don't it's, do that. It's, <laughs> it, it's the, it's the sheriff that informed the populace not to shoot the hurricane. Oh, that's. Oh, fun. I did see that. Didn't? Yeah. Where was this? Uh, this is in Key West. <laughs> apparently, the, the the sheriff in Key West, apparently it's a thing that people have convinced themselves that they can shoot the hurricane. And I don't know if it's, it's well, you can. the right of manhood. You can. Is, They're not wrong. Is that just an excuse to go outside and shoot your gun when you're not supposed to be able to? Because no one can hear I, I, it. <laughs> I would think. I would think. Uh, Yeehaw! It's a uh, the uh, shooting bullets into the storm won't help keep you safe. This is the uh, U.S. News World Report, eight twenty a.m. The Pasco County Sheriff's Office tweeted late Saturday: "Do not capitalize shoot weapons at hashtag Irma. You won't make it turn around. Uh, brackets and brackets. It will have very dangerous side effects. The sheriff's will make office it spin faster. What?" <laughs> which is in the Tampa Bay area, was responding to a Facebook event page created by two Florida men inviting people to shoot at Irma. The page reads, Yo, so this goofy, let's show Irma that we shoot first. <laughs> Lord. The invitation presumably was a joke, but 80,000 people indicated they were, quote, going, unquote, or interested, in quotes, <laughs> in the event. I am bothered by those type of Facebook events in general, the joke Facebook events. Sure. <laughs> There's somebody up here that I know. And so, because, and because they put down interested, I, uh, I now see it on my stinking feed and it showed up on my stinking calendar until I went and dug into my calendar and turned, well, turned off Facebook events on my calendar of basically, you know, like let's all have a party in our cars for a day and a half when the traffic goes to hell. Mm-hmm. In the you know, in a day and you know, day or so from now, I'm just like, okay, we needed a, we needed a Facebook event for that for everybody to kind of talk about how crappy traffic's going to be for a day and a half. <laughs> and there's like you know, seven thousand people that are interested in going. Really, you're interested in sitting in your car for a day. 
because traffic's not going to go anywhere. Well, yeah, they're going to be there I, I, anyway. They may as well be interested. It's a funny joke. No, it's not. It's just, it's <laughs> dreck that's just piling up on the internet and it is making us dumber. Okay. And I thought I was doing something to make Craig laugh. I did not make Craig laugh. I failed. Yeah. Sewer socialism. I hate a lot of stuff. It was a term uh, originally pejorative for the American socialist movement centered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin from around 1892 to 1960. The term was coined by Morris Hillquit at the 1932 Milwaukee Convention of the Socialist Party of America as a commentary on the Milwaukee socialists and their perpetual boasting about the excellent public sewer system in the city, <laughs> which has not been updated since 1932. That is not true. <laughs> You take that back. That is not in the article. Well, it's, uh, it's government still officials spills poop into the lake. Talking right? to government official. It's, we spill poop less than we would have. <laughs> is entirely our argument. <laughs> when we built the deep tunnel into the late seventies into the early eighties, you know, and and I know I'm not. Look, I was just about to do something that was going to be worse than my commentary about the insuring of people in coastal waters. I'll just leave my previous comments stand. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what Mike's talking about. The or what you're talking about now is the equivalent of like when the Peshtigo fire was blazing, when it was really rolling. <laughs> there was a dude standing in the middle of it who had a cold and he sneezed, and the fire was a little less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the moisture he expelled. Awesome. <laughs> and and just for the record, there's less fire. Tag, tagging into, I believe, the Kevin question of two episodes ago <laughs> about Three River Stadium. Yes. The alderman that I appear, I appear on his radio show because he does the Packers radio show and now writes a Packers column for a local online newspaper thing. That is a red hot button of rage with him. <laughs> The fact that the Ohio just magically appears out of nothing. He is, he is a huge geography nerd and nut and loves the whole, you know, the whole space. He's a huge Packer fan, loves the the water structure and the Great Lakes structure and all this stuff. And he just rants every time anything approaching the Steelers comes up <laughs> about it's not three rivers. You don't get to call it three rivers. There aren't three rivers. <clears throat> So I, when I was when I was listening to that particular episode, I, I giggled quietly, realizing, <laughs> ah, good, he has put a tremor into the force. Perhaps someday, <laughs> seventy people will gather outside, tear it down, tear it down. <laughs> All right, are we I never ready imagine to... it being more than a hundred. Are we ready to go? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> What's news, Craig? Uh, Netflix is making a movie out of the unfilmable. Uh, what's the unfilmable? Uh, well, you know, Stephen King's Dark Tower just came out and went kerplop at the box office. Um, however, It, from Stephen King's book, um, just opened two. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's Thursday opening this past week. I don't know what its weekend's going to look like. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. It's Thursday was the highest gross for an R-rated movie Thursday. Ever? Ever beat Deadpool from a year and a half ago. Um and uh that's actually something cuz when it beats something from 1979 that's not really a record. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that uh Netflix I this I didn't even see this coming. I didn't hear anything about it and all of a sudden Netflix end of this month you're going to see Gerald's Game as a Netflix original movie. Okay. Um starring Carla is it Gugino or Gugino? I think it's Gino. 
G-U-G-I-N-O. Gugino. And Bruce. It's anyway, starring Carla Gugino and Bruce Greenwood and damn near no one else. Who's Bruce Greenwood? He's a dude. Okay. Um, this isn't giving anything away because it's the premise of the story and it's in the trailer within the first, you know, 20 seconds. Um, they're getting it on in this little cabin and he's got her handcuffed up on the bed and then he has a heart attack and dies. And then okay. the book is a relatively short book and it's all about what goes on inside, goes on inside of her head while oh. she's lying there handcuffed to the bed with no food or water with the door open, banging in the breeze. With wild animals out there oh, and geez. nobody for miles. It's very psychological and they made a movie out of this. So, wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it because I'm really curious how they managed to do this. Okay. If you, if you, if, yeah, you, you've seen Bruce Greenwood and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Jim. Yeah, yes. I didn't realize that one was for me. I am here. This yeah, is, I have seen him and stuff. This is all for everyone, Jim. Everything okay, we're talking right. about I, is I, for everybody. I, I don't want to be crude. That's okay. I, I've already spent enough time talking about weather and politics. Understood. Are you a Stephen King guy? Um. Yes. Yes, I am. Although, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a Stephen King book guy. I'm not a Stephen King movie guy ever since Lawnmower Man. But anyway. Well, that's because <laughs> most Stephen King movie adaptations are terrible. Except The Shining. Uh, the the Kubrick. Yeah. Okay, it's got a guy named Jack, and there's a haunted hotel. Yes, that's exactly Stephen King's book. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The characters are named the same, and the dude goes crazy. That's, yeah, okay. Uh, but, <laughs> it's you know, pretty you know, well, darn okay. different. <laughs> and that's okay. Yes, that's okay. Yes, it's a it fine is. It's a fine movie. I I would barely call it an adaptation. I would call it, I would certainly based have to agree on, that it is inspired by. Right, yeah. Based on the events of this book. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's fair. But then again, the Lawnmower Man qualifies the same way because the short story of the Lawnmower no, Man no. Is, isn't about anything that happens in the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, no, 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 no. The Shining gets better than that. It's, yeah, it's true. It hits closer. Anyway, I'm, I'm curious how they're going to manage to pull this off because it is very psychological. And it's well, yeah, like I was gonna... her imagination runs wild with her and she's because you know, she's just under this incredible amount of stress. But how she's yeah, going to get I don't, out of this predicament. It, but... Who would have thought that you could film Heart of Darkness? You know, mm-hmm. I, if, if you read, you know, the, I read Heart of Darkness before I saw Apocalypse Now. And as I, I, it's closer to the book than, it's interesting, that's a continuum, right? On one end, you've got Lawnmower Man. On the <laughs> other end, you've got Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which is a pretty literal adaptation of the book, just with Terry Gilliam doing his freak show stuff. <laughs> And all along the way, you find movies that are truer or more false to the to to the original text. But I wouldn't have thought they could film Heart of Darkness, and, and obviously, it's a it's a classic, and it's pretty close to the 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 events, even though you don't know it, of the original, which happens in Africa rather than Southeast Asia. All right. Well, so no, but, but you're right. You're check right. it out, everybody. <laughs> they managed to hear. I'll say this. Dark Tower notwithstanding, if it's big and they do the second half of it, because there's actually they only do half the story, um, and that hits big and they manage to pull off Gerald's game, we might be seeing a Stephen King resurgence. Well where, where how much stuff is how much stuff is sitting out there? Well, there's a lot of stuff that it um nothing's been done with the property. Like no sequels and stuff. That's just like, you know, it, it, it all depends. Like every property is different. 
That's the reason we get a Hellraiser movie every five or six years, because the, the contract for the property for film rights is written as, you know, like if a certain amount of time passes without a, you know, without something that follows the property that builds from the property, you know, that's why we've got, you know, six crap Hellraiser movies and two good ones. Um, uh-huh. I, I don't know where all this stuff stands. No, clear, clear, and, clearly and, it was never a film. It was only ever a television miniseries. So how does that work out? Did did the rights right. from the filming rights include TV or movies, and it's just finally reverted because it's been twenty years, or has it been available for ten years? But everybody thought, well, you can't do this one as a movie. Um, who knows? Tim, you have to wait till Tim Curry dies. That's disrespectful. Um, no, from what I've heard, no, no, they I mean, they, they found they've course. got a good take on it. But let's say let's say you do have the rights that you know. Come on, you, you don't need to tell anybody out there how long it takes to get a Hollywood movie done. Yeah, fair enough. We'll see what happens. Uh, no, it's 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 always something that it's always something worth watching because heck, Star Wars keeps firing its directors. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, in my opinion, they're two for two so far. So, as far right. as movie quality goes. No, 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 I, I, so I like them both. If they keep I, firing directors and they go three for three and then four for four and then five for five, it's like, okay, firing directors works. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the latest and the, the latest numbers show it north of $100 million for the weekend already, so they haven't even hit something. So, wee! What else is news, Mike? Uh, speaking of things uh, coming back, Jim, do you like watching uh, food shows on TV? <laughs> cooking shows? Uh, I... I've been a little out on them since Yan Can Cook went away on me. <laughs> wow. When was that? Oh, gosh. Uh, he's still around. Don't get me wrong. He's not dead. I just haven't seen his show. Yan Can Cook was about a decade ago. Okay. Now. Yeah. Well, uh, Good Eats is coming back. Nice. Did you ever see that? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Elton Brown. Mm-hmm. Our neighbor. Is is he still? Under? I don't know if he still lives here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's called uh, Return of the Eats, and it's uh, it was originally supposed to just he was just gonna do it and put it on on the internet, and uh, but Food Network picked it up, where <laughs> Good Eats used to be, so that's coming back next uh, next year. What do you what do you what do you think that meeting was like? So we hear you're uh, doing a new show, Elton. <laughs> yeah, Food Network screwheads. Why? Because <laughs> you know we got a little time, just something between the ads. If you, because what you didn't want this, as if the Food Network has so many signature faces that it can afford to do without Elton Brown putting together new content. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. When he already works for them on like two other shows. <laughs> With that's. <laughs> With the mention of Yan Can Cook and the word eats, yep, um, not in a verb sense, I've discovered, I just realized what we need to do. Here we go. Free for the free idea on the internet, everybody, um, is we need like a, um, a, a TV show all about uh, somebody goes around to all the different places in China, Japan, Korea, Vietnam, Philippines and everything, that whole area okay, over there sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and shows you like the food that they make there and has these you know craftsmen that Asian cr- specific yeah, that culinary craft these things right sure and call it far eats far eats very good uh. that's nice <laughs> I like that yeah and it could start saying far east and then the letters could flip around in yep. the title and that would be your whole title sequence would be like four seconds along of just that happening and boom into the show it would just be the T and the S would flip yep you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and Food it can Network. star Yan Yan. It can star Martin Yan. And you can take your own and you Mr. can learn Yan. all the Martin Yan's Far Eats. All the all the stuff that isn't, you know, coming out of your local uh Chinese Chinese with dick fingers a restaurant, you know, here in America, in the US where, you know, it's just like, well, that's you know, it contains some of the ingredients of the stuff that they eat over there. And it kind of looks like a lot of what they eat over there, but it's been, you know, genericized and homogenized. Anyway. Maybe he does still live here because he announced this at Dragon Con. Far Eats. Or he may just go to Dragon Con all the time because, you know, he's from the area, so people kind of expect him. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you like your baseball? No, but go ahead. Do you like, uh, <laughs> do you like cheating in baseball? Uh, closing that one. Do you like do you like che- do you like cheating in baseball using an iWatch? How about <laughs> an how about Apple Watch? Cheating in baseball using an Apple Watch in Boston. <laughs> hey, hey Mike, go ahead. You think they learned something from the Patriots? <laughs> go ahead, tell the story, Mike. I'm sure if you're a sports fan, you probably already know about this. Um, <laughs> they uh, they used a uh, an Apple Watch to record things. Does it say? I didn't know. Uh... Glancing down to check the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on the sideline or on the... On the... <laughs> yeah, how, do, how exactly did this work? Yeah, so there's the, against the Yankees. It's like, wow, I don't know who to root for here. It's, it's the Red Sox. Oh, no, no, no. There's absolutely nobody to cheer for. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not every story has a good guy and a bad guy, Mike. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they're both douchebags. Okay, so what was... What were they seeing on their on their Apple Watch? Someone in the team's video room would they, watch it, would watch the opposing the... team's catcher lay down the signs for the pitcher. Right. That person then sent a message that was displayed on the Apple Watch. The trainer oh, okay. would uh glance down to check the time and then pass the pitch along to the players. Right, because what they're trying to do it's 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 electronic code breaking, right? Yeah, they're decoding the finger signals. You want signals, you, you figure the, the crotch signals. Yes, After a is, couple... everybody knows that they've got probably, just like Aaron Rodgers when he steps to the line, speaking of a sport more people care about. Um, <laughs> fair, fair enough. That's very true. The, you know, the, 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 when Aaron Rodgers goes to the line, he's got a check down list of various signals he can call. Uh-huh. And Blue 38. He could, yeah, he could say, you know, <laughs> he, could say red, he could say red 32, red 32. And depending on the situation, that can mean four or five different things. Now, it can't yep. mean too many things because, let's face it, not everybody got above a 10 on the Wonderlick on the football team. But because there's only a limited voc- a limited alphabet there, you could eventually parse it out if you had somebody writing it down line by line mm-hmm. trying to figure out, okay, on this was this, on this was this. And so that's what, the, that's what the Red Sox, and apparently the Red Sox sent film to Major League Baseball to the Office of the Commissioner Saying with video saying, look at them doing this. Then the Yankees did. Yeah. 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 So even if. Well, no, the Red Sox have accused the Yankees of doing this. I thought the. No, this says the Red Sox stole signs from the Yankees. Oh, do I have that backwards? Hey, Red quick, Sox, quick, colon, we It doesn't matter. They, we, they both suck. We don't care. We've decided they're both, <laughs> yeah, douche, no. they're both douchebags. New York, New York they Post both headline. did it. I Who quote, cares? I quote from the <laughs> newspaper of record, the New York Post. <laughs> Red Sox, colon, we have video of the Yankees cheating. 
Oh, is this in response to? Yes, yes. After the Yankees caught the Red Sox using an Apple Watch to spy on them, Boston <laughs> responded by complaining to Major League Baseball. It had evidence that the Yankees used a Yes Network camera to do the same to them. But, but what about them? <laughs> <laughs> what about them? And, and the, rest, the rest of the world, much less the baseball world, oh. goes, really? You two? So, but largest if, payrolls in baseball, largest group of spoiled brat players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, not a lot of boy. Can we figure out a way to have you both die in that house fire? <laughs> They're gonna have to in order to get around that because you know once you crack the code, you crack the code, right? Yeah, right. So even if you're starting from ground zero, you should be able to crack the code by about the third inning, right? I would think, figure out what all the the basic pitches take, signals yeah. are, <laughs> and so then you got the rest like of the game. Unless you're planning to like, unless the unless the the, the catcher and the pitcher are going to like run the run their code through their own personal enigma enigma machine every <laughs> inning when they're sitting down <laughs> and and swap up the signals, like they've got you know seventeen different sets of signals and they're going to change them up every couple innings. That's, I mean, that's like something you, once you crack it, you've got it for the rest of the game, even if they change it for the next one. So that, yeah, you got to bring the hammer down on that noise. <laughs> Good job. Two crappy baseball teams that we, that everybody hates. Everybody hates you. Do you realize that? Hey, New York and, and Red Sox people, everybody hates your team. <laughs> Except for your, your hometown fans. No, some of them don't even really like them. <laughs> Most of those are Patriots fans by now anyway. <laughs> Who lost to the chefs? Oh, oh. <laughs> Tom Brady gifts are the gifts or the gift that keeps on giving, I swear. The He's best, the best 40-year-old quarterback ever. The best bit came up when Zaven was talking about it on the radio. Steve Zaven was doing the run of like, hey, this just flipped in the matter of one game. The talk about the Patriots flipped from they could go undefeated this season to, yes. and the next day it was this might be the beginning of the end. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, because because we live in the world of the hot take. Because there is a twenty four seven. There's a twenty four seven sports news machine that must be fed. And so we can't yeah. we can't sit back and have context and have deliberation as oh wow that's a little different that's gonna happen. no it has to be Armageddon every day yeah it has to be a hundred percent one way or the other there's nothing in between except for all of us reasonable people <laughs> yeah well right who who of course are aware of what they're saying oh they win again <laughs> anyway um real quick that we have to talk to Jim about this. Uh, okay. The uh, so- South Yorkshire schoolgirl who uh, pulled Excalibur out of uh, the lake. Oh, wha- wha- oh my wha- God. Wha- wha- this, wha- counts. Wha- this, counts. this counts. This counts. This counts. This counts. <laughs> what? It's a Claymore. Okay. I, it's a hand and a half at least. I think it's a Claymore based on what I could see. Okay. So a big sword. Gotcha. She, she was just mucking about. They think it's a movie prop. Yeah. Yeah. Because it could very well be based on that because as we as i think we all well know the movie excalibur got as much wrong about the arthurian legend as is humanly possible (laughs) i mean it's an amazing act of you know and every you know i I won't go into it because it's tedious and this is sort of a nerd circle jerk sort of a thing but and it's you know the armor is wrong the period is wrong the language is wrong the myth is wrong 
it's all based on some much later rubbish stuff that became pop fiction. And, and, and yet they think that this could be one of the swords that wound up getting shoved into the lake at the end of that filming. And this little girl pulled it out of the lake. And if you know the legend, the real legend, you know that one day a king will come and the sword will rise again and it's coming out of that lake. She's the Queen of I England now. I think this now. counts. I think, th- I think, I think this is I think this is how we get rid of Lizzie too. Cuz she's not going to die. I'm telling you. you go to <laughs> she's just oh, she's go just got to stand up. She's got to step she aside like now. A sweet little kid. <laughs> she's a like a reptilian robot or something. <laughs> she's a space Stop alien. it. She's a sweet little kid. She no, 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 in. the queen. Let's face it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. She's one of She's the servant of our reptile overlord. Yes. <laughs> I, for one, welcome our reptile overlords. <laughs> would, you, would you like? Would you like some mealworms? <laughs> we have a nice mealworm and cheese platter for you. Um, no, so, but this totally counts. So at least they got the 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 movie got the the location right anyway, because this is right, well, this is the lake. It would be shockingly difficult to miss a lake, but <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if if there was a movie that could have done it. Dosmary Pool, am I saying that right? Yeah, that sounds right. I, I don't know. I well, we need to test it according to the legend of, of what Excalibur is capable of, too, because in various writings of Excalibur, it grants like magical powers to its bearer. So what we need to do um, is stab that girl and see if her wound closes while she's holding the sword. <sighs> no? Yeah, yeah. That, that, is on, that is on the list. But if she's willing to go there... <laughs> And Man, it closes. Whoa! <laughs> then Elizabeth has to step down. If, yeah, that, just, if that little girl gets stabbed then, in the then arm, it, then, it, then it's over. Well, we'll be needs, nice. Well, yeah. you know, nah, I'm not looking to really. I'm like not, not looking to hurt her a super lot, but no, know. just like give her a really bad paper cut. Yeah. There you <laughs> go. Let's go there. There you go. Really bad paper cut on her on her on her lower arm. She's seven. She's not a toddler. Yeah, Maybe wound her a little. But then right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, how much can? <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, we need a scale going, now. Going around the table. <laughs> going around the table. How much can we wound a seven-year-old? How much is acceptable to prove that the that the new leader prove, of England is here? To prove here? that she's the queen of England. Yes. Yeah. The legend. How much? The, yeah. Okay. What's the upper limit on the wounding? <sighs> we we, but, we we agreed okay, that a, a really start, bad paper guy cut. Who, that's okay. Let's up the up the scale from there. Okay. Really bad paper cut. How about like five really bad? How about a really bad cardboard cut? Ooh. Oh. Like oh, when you when ah. you're when you're trying to open the pizza box? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I hate yeah. it when that happens. Right in the webbing between fingers. Oh, yeah. Or can we like can we right, go that far? Right in your in your knuckle on the inside of your finger, right there where it flexes. Yeah. Never heals. I got one of those right now. Can we go with the uh Where is it? You know the the rube eating the ravioli There's... out of the big can, the big number ten can, and he's licking the lid. Oh God! Can no, we can we go good. with the cut on the tongue from the lid? Oh, that's wait, no, that's too that's bad. too much. Okay, that's so cardboard cut in the webbing between the fingers. That's how far. No, I was we're into go. double about, digits before you do that. Oh, here's Jim's got a suggestion. I was I was fourteen, I think, and I was helping my dad put in a drop ceiling in our basement, <laughs> and he was cutting the supports, the the aluminum supports for the, the drop ceiling. Okay. The, 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 thing, the thing. The grid? Or that's the, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was. I don't know what you guys call that. What's the term for those things? But the, grid. They're the little that's aluminum the pieces that hold the ceiling tiles in place. Yeah, sure. Yep. That's, that's, the, that's the ceiling grid. Yep. He, he was cutting that to size and shoved it accidentally straight into the space between my pinky and my ring finger on my right hand. Oh. 
I still have that scar. How, right ooh, how far did that go in? I don't know, Pop. Ooh, that was a good quarter. I don't really know much. I don't know, Pop. I don't really know much about a ceiling installation, and, and now I'm bleeding. <laughs> Pop, what'd you do? Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jim, Jim, pay attention. Jim, hold Jim, that. Hold Jimmy, that. Over hold there. that. No, over there. Over there. The other one. On the other side. Okay, look up. See the thing right there? Look to the left of it. The other thing. No, to the left, Jim. Did you, you have big buck teeth when you were a kid, Jim? I did not. I was not. I've thought about that. Little Jim, who is admittedly no uh, physical powerhouse, you have stated many times that you are not a... Uh, we're never an athlete <laughs> trying to help, my, Mr. Help, Fix it. help your papa install a drop ceiling <laughs> as a teenager. Well, here's here's the thing, though. It punches right through the webbing between those two fingers. Oh. And what does he do? What does my dad do? My he, sainted father, who is still with us. Why'd you drop he, that thing? Uh, he gives me a shop rag. Yeah. <laughs> Covered in dirt. And grease. tells me to keep pressure on it. <laughs> Good father. And that's, that is quality parenting right now that there. that I've learned that word, I'm going to use it. What's that? Well, now, now that I've learned that word, I'm going to use it. You know, we were cutting the grid to size. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's the, grid, it's the grid and the tiles. Because you said aluminum support yes. pieces, and those, those grid, the grid is suspended from the structure above by wire things that are... And, Little Typically, clips that are yeah. made out of aluminum. Yeah. So it's like, well, which which yeah, aluminum yeah, support yeah. pieces? <laughs> you you just you just actually brought back another nightmare part oh, of no. that particular episode. <laughs> as, did as you get cut with the wire? Have we did indeed have? No, I'm standing there with this rag on my hand, well, yeah. keeping the blood from flowing. Uh huh. Because you got to finish the job first. Yeah. <laughs> right. It, well, the main thing he wanted to deal with <laughs> but, was but leveling pop. out the wires that were holding the ceiling. Yeah. And so he has got me pulling it up and down and setting it at different points. Yep. And he's higher, higher. No, lower, higher, lower, higher, mm-hmm. higher, lower, higher. So we're doing that whole drill at about six in, about six feet apart because he's trying to square it. He's hanging it from the uh, floor joist. Yep. And so we're we're hanging it back and forth, and it, and it just I couldn't get it right. I'm serious. Each one of those was a good ten minutes of process. Yeah. Oh god. That's because you were woozy. <laughs> <laughs> From lots of blood. Dad, I'm standing in a pool of my own blood. Job's not finished, son. <laughs> Dad, I really, sh- I really should go to the hospital, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you- I think I really should. Jim, you didn't uh, you didn't know grid, but you did call them floor joists and not ceiling joists, so you you gained back all of your points that you lost. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> floor joists. Anyway, good word <laughs> phrase. Those are the floor beams, <laughs> the girders. You know, the girder, in the attic girders. that you had to if you have to walk across to blow in your insulation. The 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 girders. All right. What else? Uh, is that good I think enough? that's it for news. Yeah, yeah, I got stuff I can save for uh, some other time. Tuesday or Thursday or whoever. Whenever. Next week, next month, whenever. I, I sit on this crap for too long. When you return Sometimes. to Gilligan's Island and find that the skipper's hut is room. Yes. Um, <laughs> Jim, tell us why the man in the high castle is not doing so well. Oh, I just... Here's the thing. Amazon Prime, right? right. Yep. We all have Amazon it. Prime is something that 
is something that everybody should have just to get your stuff delivered for free. Oh, the TV, if, the, if the, the, you, the, you, you want the video is just bonus. That's extra. That's not, that's not a reason right. to get it. That's gravy. <laughs> no, no, it is. No, no, actually. And generally speaking, Amazon prime is, is a Netflix wannabe. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I've got net prime because I want ship. St- I want stuff shipped to me for free. And as we know, as right. soon as they arrange this, there's going to be drone races on my back porch. Yeah. Yeah, the only reason you ever watch anything on on Amazon is because it's not on Netflix, right? Right. I don't I don't go to Amazon unless I'm sitting there. Ah, oh, watch that. Well, they've got that, original programming that. now, so that's different. But they do, and some of it is actually quite good. Uh, one of them, and I was very excited to see this a couple of years ago. They announced they were going to do the Man in the High Castle, uh, one of the other books written by Philip K. Dick that isn't the basis of Blade Runner, <laughs> and and I thought, oh my god, that's awesome because I love this book and I love this story. And they put this out there. And the other thing is, I thought this would have been an incredible work of alternative fiction because that's what it's about. It it hits a number of tropes and themes and memes that I would have thought would have drawn in a much larger audience. Now, I've been poking around preparatory to talking about this. I've not seen that they've been authorized a third season, that, that 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 this has been approved. But the point is, is if you and it, it may be out there, I certainly hope it is. But I don't understand. Now, have either of you guys watched? No, I have not. I have tried to right. watch it. I have tried two times. I have not been able to get into it. Okay, so now here's my question, Craig. You of all people, knowing you as I do, I would think you would be a guy for a variety of reasons that would like this movie, the show. Why do you find yourself unable to get into it? For someone who is able to get behind the suspension of disbelief for a great many things and is a consummate horror horror um, fiction buff and can believe that, you know, a person will attack you in your dreams and you die in real life or that there's this dude that's putting together these incredibly elaborate traps even though he has answer um and all that kind of crap i can't get past the idea that that entire world can't exist because there's no way the axis powers could have invaded america at that time but the axis doesn't have to invade that's not what happened that's i i just i that's all all i can think about is how how does this how do well right they they win they okay nuke, they nuke washington dc and the united states surrenders immediately okay then I'll, pu- I'll, I'll put I'll put it to you, I'll put it to you this way too. Um, I don't I don't I just the the idea of of without getting political, okay. The idea of swastikas hanging up in this country and people just kind of eating it, I have a real issue with. <laughs> and I sit there and I watch it, over and it guns. just like, yeah, makes okay, whatever. it just makes me angry. Okay, and I just look at that and I go, I, I just like okay. So the, the world of this, the world that this is set in, I just can't stand. These characters are super compelling, but they live in this world that I can't stand. And and it's a and it also from the looks of things, it's a slow build. And if I can't get behind mm. enough of it when when it's a slow build, I have a hard time with it. So that's where I'm at. Okay, I knew I could count on Craig. You have you have I think taken this thing full yard. Um, I think those are the exact two reasons people can't get into this show. Number one, and this is the one I, I, I'll skip. The, the slow build is the obvious one. 
because it is. It's an incredibly slow show. The only thing slower than this are boss fights in the Naruto series, which go over four to five episodes each. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Na- uh, Naruto Shippuden, the anime. That's uh, the that's the thing that his his uh, his boy dressed cosplay, for, for cosplays the, at uh, yeah, and the girls, and all the girls love him. Okay, yep, mm-hmm. yeah, that thing. Mm-hmm. That if you watch Naruto, anytime they fight a boss, anytime anywhere, you you are guaranteed you are now in for three episodes of this one fight. <laughs> Where at least twice during each episode, someone will go, aha, I have used power A, and that has ultimately dominated this fight, and we will now win. And the bad guy goes, oh, but you have forgotten power B. And they go, oh, not power B. (laughs) Oh, I forgot he had power B. How could you forget? So he uses power B, and then C, and then D, and finally the good guys win, or don't, actually, which is one of the neat things about it. But that's five episodes. Other than that. Man in the High Castle is one of the slowest building shows I have ever seen. Um, it does require a great deal of patience. Absolutely stipulated. But the other one is the thing I wanted to talk about. And I'm so happy you spotted that. I react exactly the same way. Now, I get over it because I'm so into the, the book, that the, some of the premise of the book. And some of these performances, the, the, the role that, and I'm going to just, butcher this name because it is Japanese. Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa is one of the main Japanese characters. He is one of the most masterful performances I've ever seen on a TV show. Very internal, very nonverbal, very much in his expressions and his posture. Um, And it's just beautiful. And it's just a beautiful thing. And I I just love Rufus Sewell. Um, I love his character. I love what he's doing. I love some of the other characters less. But these two main characters are so flipping good that I was in and I wanted to watch these guys. And I want to see what happens. But, 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 but I cannot tell you, and I'm, we're almost done with the second season. My wife and I are catching up. I cannot tell you how many times during this show I've gone, especially, and I, and this may be a, a bias on my part. I never buy that we let the Nazis take over the eastern half of the country because that's what happens. The notion is that they bought they they nuke and this is not a spoiler this is the premise of the show they nuke the capital the United States immediately capitulates the Japanese get to take everything up to the Rocky Mountains and then the the Nazis take over everything from the Rocky Mountains east and then the Rocky Mountains become kind of this independent free state and I just don't believe that the partisan activity in the East, particularly, I don't know, the American South. (laughs) (laughs) The gun-toting USA, USA, American South. I just don't believe, you know, we all, we have this, we have this art, this stereotype of the South as being this heavily gunned, heavily armed. Well, it's not a stereotype. It's true. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. lots and lots of guns. The and town just north different. of us, you know, you, you have to ha- own a gun to live there. Right. I don't think that's binding. I don't here. think that's binding, but it's <laughs> it's more a guideline. Yeah. But I, I just I think the partisan activity and especially is because I'm into look, who's my favorite character in the Star Wars movies? Grand Moff Tarkin. Why? I see him trying to organize this empire. I see him trying to set up the bureaucracy that has this whole hoo-ha, flim-flam, jim-jam hand wave that Lucas sets up make sense. You know, this giant galactic empire run how exactly? Well, I see this very much in the character of, of, of Rufus Sewell's character playing John Smith, which is an interesting, great name choice. How do you organize this? 
how you know how do you organize such a Nazi empire in America? And I just see them spending all day. But it's indicative to me that a number of friends I've spoken to have said every time they see and they and they do this really well. They hide swastikas all through the American right. They're hidden on lapel pins, on lamp posts. Uh, yeah, sure, there's some dramatic ones on government. Like they put one on the Chrysler building. They, they digitally render that. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, they do it in a lot of But they put them in a lot of subtle places. And a lot of my friends, and bless them for it, have reacted really badly to that. They're like, no, mm-mm. No, before that goes up, I'd have shot me some Nazis. <laughs> and I'm like, really? So it just goes to, and this is, and this to me goes to the whole broader debate about that symbol. I won't talk about the current events because they get that messy. But it's interesting, the power of symbol and the fact that they put those there. And there's this deep, deep rejection on the part of a lot of my friends that I've spoken to about this show. They can't get over that part. They don't want to see in America, not not subjugated. I don't think that's the problem because I don't think they have the same problem with the Japanese. They have this really bad reaction to this. This is how deeply ingrained we are with the concept of Hitler bad, swastika bad, Nazi bad. And like, like was said, this would have just broken out into a thousand partisan fights. And they never would have been able to actually govern in the way this movie suggests they do. It it wouldn't if it here's the thing if 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 the world of of the show was set up the way it is right now, but they were constantly putting down rebellions, I would be on board with the show. Because that there, would make, there are no rebellions. Well, there's uh, this is a, a mini spoiler. There is one that comes. Oh, one. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's there's does there's it happen in the south? Comes, but the 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 way they try <laughs> to sell this, and they do try to build this into the plot, and they make nods to it, and they make references to it. The guys who actually fought the war, this is all taking place 20 years after the end of the war. Hitler is very, is, is old, and they, they episodically show you old Hitler, which is weird. Hmm. But they, they, you know, Hitler is very old, and he's, and part of the story is what's going to happen if he dies, when he dies. Is his little mustache uh, gray? Yes. Does he have incredibly yes. advanced Parkinson's? The they do not, they do not evolve. They do deal with his illness. Did he have Parkinson's? Yes. In his later he, well, years, he, he was, was beginning syphilitic. to. He's, he may he, have had Parkinson's. He, he appeared. People looking back yeah. on it think he, he may have been manifesting the early symptoms of Parkinson's right. in his later years. But he was so medicated that it's hard to tell. For Is that sure. how the salute happened? No, but if you see if you see footage <laughs> no, if you see footage of him at, if you see footage of him in the in the later days where he 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 can't keep a hand still. Oh. Or he has to plant his hand oh, on the like table, the, like the the, 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 meme, the meme video that everybody. The downfall Chain, changes That's... the changes the subtitles too. Yeah, where right. he's, he's shaking. Anyway, well, anyway, anyway back to the show. His hands are trembling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 that whole thing. So we do get to see old Hitler. Um, but you know they they do talk about that stuff, but they try to deal with it by saying this happened. All these people are, and what they try to argue, and it's not, it's not incredible. Let's put it that way. They try to argue that. America is plenty tired of war by 1945. The casualties we take in are amongst the greatest we took in our history. Now, not to be compared with the, you know, on a, on a population comparison, not to be compared to the Civil War, but they're still very, very high. And when the new comes, we're so stunned and we're done with it. 
But so that, but that narrative, that little piece, because it is a very well crafted show. It's got some really neat ideas built into it. But it is fascinating to me that we so viscerally react to all that is Nazism that that's been built into us. Because I and I don't know who taught us that, but it's there, and uh, it's been neat to see. And unfortunately, I think. But I gather just now trying to poke around in the inner tubes that they do get season three. So that's good. I'm excited about that. I know who taught it to me. Everything that's happened in my life. <laughs> no, seriously. Okay. No, I, have, I have never once been told that I, I've never had anybody say, but what about all the good things the Nazis did? I've never been told anything good about Nazis or Hitler. I have been occasionally told, uh, well, occasionally, uh, quite a bit. We really shouldn't have been in Vietnam. Korea was a mistake. You know, I've been told and, and, and just kind of keeping it within the realm of my lifetime, my parents, and my grandparents. But you get before that and we're talking old timey mm -hmm. and the clothes are weird yes. and the music's weird and I don't understand any of it. <laughs> but within, you know, in the era of that, that is, that is at least kind of a lot like me, there's television and radio and, you know, planes and all this, you know, like the world is what I know it to be. I have never once by anybody been told anything good about any nazis mm -hmm. about or about hitler so it's not being taught by one thing it's not like i had a history teacher that drilled it into my head that nazism is bad and that hitler was terrible it was i've been listening to that for 45 years and never once has anybody said the opposite by that by that but that's 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 interesting because you know that that that's always going to be a part of how we try to narrate that history and, it is a part of this country's culture, and you know. And, and on top of it, the, everything that's built into anybody, anybody who talks about the greatest generation, you know, anybody who talks about, you know, if 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 there's a soldier, if there's an archetypal soldier of the United States, um, of of doing something great for the country, it's the ones who went to war against the Nazis. Yes. You know, it's very interesting to me that the guys who fought against the Japanese don't get quite that same level of respect. No, they don't. It's and it, and, in, and in many places when during that war, they had it a lot worse mm -hmm. because that war was oh. a hell of a war to fight all those little dinky islands, just hopping from island to island, hoping that you didn't, you know. Buy well, it's, it. it's, you, you, it's, you could you could buy it in about a dozen ways, just getting from one island to another. I, I tell people all the time, just read, it used to be the boy's book. It, what, you know, Craig, it, and Craig, Mike, if you and I were growing up in 19, let's say 52, 53, we would have read Guadalcanal Diary. Yeah. Which was the, the standard book of the Second World War. And it was, it was one of the first really big books of visceral on the spot war journalism. Right. Like this is how it is. And it and, scared the and living shaped, crap out of people. And it people. shaped, and just you know it created well heck it created the phenomenon that is gi joe and where do you think that comes from why do you think everybody wants to dress like a doughboy you know or, or like a gi i mean it's because of that so yeah i suppose that's true and it's going to be very interesting to me because i hope to live long enough to see the evolution uh you know my again my dad uh world war ii veteran drafted very very late at the age of 17 in 1944 he's 90 and talking to the folks from the honor flight, anybody, anybody that is World War II is put on the next flight automatically because they don't, they're now taking Vietnam vets. And so, 
and it's because the, the the World War II guys are dying. So as that passes away, it's it's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be very very interesting to watch. And I think part of the way we've raised an entire culture has poured out into this man from the man in the high castle, which uh, I've otherwise loved a great deal. I won't say I loved it. I've liked it a great deal. There you go. That's a better word. <laughs> oh man. Uh, we've we've missed Sammy Peeps over the past uh, episode or two with you. Oh. Do you got something quick and dirty <laughs> with Sammy? <laughs> He's always, I don't know about quick. I can guarantee dirty. No. Um, <laughs> this is the one thing I wasn't prepared. Let me just open the book here with my, as I've said, I have tried very much with our guy, Sam. Samuel Peeps, the world's first uh, known recorded people have actually read it diarist he actually wrote it all down all everything he was thinking everything that was going on day to day he's very candid he wrote it down and now people are reading it he wasn't planning for that yeah so they uh i i what i've been trying to do if it'll be recalled is stay close to the date on which the story is being told mm-hmm. um just so that we can feel that we're sort of wandering through the middle half of the 17th century with our guy sam um and, and no one here on this show or elsewhere has ever thought him a perfect person, but we're very grateful that he leaves us, le- leads us into our lives in different ways. Uh, three actually pretty quick ones, right in a row, uh, just because they're each about a sentence. Um, this, is from 16, this is from 1660, where he begins his diary. And 28th September, so not too far away. All the afternoon at home among my workmen, work till 10 or 11 at night, and did give them drink. And we're very merry with them, it being my luck to meet with a sort of drolling workman upon all occasions. To bed. What work <laughs> is being what work is being done? How about twenty ninth September? All day at home to make an end of the, our dirty work of the plasterers. Oh. And it, and indeed my kitchen is now so handsome that I did not repent of all the trouble that I have been put to to have it done. <laughs> And finally, 13th October, I went out to Charing Cross to see Her Majesty's General Harrison hanged, drawn, and quartered, (laughs) which was done then. (laughs) He looking as cheerfully as any man could do in that condition. He was presently cut down and his head and his heart shown to the people, and which there were great shouts of joy. It is said that he said that he was sure to come shortly at the right hand of Christ to judge them that now have judged him, and that his wife doth expect his coming again. Thus it was my chance to see the king beheaded at Whitehall, and to see his first blood shed in revenge for the blood of the king at Charing Cross. <laughs> so that's a, that's a couple weeks in Sam's life. So first, little, little, little kitchen renovation <laughs> and an execution. Little upgrade, getting ready to sell the place, maybe? <laughs> now, my question for you is, Mike, working in... Uh, construction or related field um hey people out there what do you think 17th century wet plaster smells like (laughs) (laughs) not good (laughs) that's must be why they got drunk every night because they're just oh probably got a headache (laughs) i'm smelling that when that was going up that's not low voc (laughs) it's not environmentally friendly no can you can yeah can you just make well here's the first thing there's no place to go in london to, to, like, your shop, right? I can't get a GC on this and say, hey, do you got somebody that can come over and do some basic renovation? No. 
you got to fight a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Yeah. It's all word of mouth. Yeah. It's all word of mouth. And, and he makes this wonderful comment that I always seem to find this drolling type, which means what he's trying to indicate is they're, they're a little more talky talky than worky worky. (laughs) Yeah. So here we are in the middle of the 17th century and Samuel Pepys has got these guys in his house and he's serving them booze, which is the interesting thing. And he goes down and sits down and shoots the stuff with him, sitting around the old table, pours him a couple. They sit around talking. But he's sitting in his mind thinking, you know, it'd be great if we were not drinking, but you were plastering my house. <laughs> if we were plastering instead of getting plastered. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be so awesome if I could find. But he knows. What's he going to do? Fire them? Don't yeah. burn his house down. Yeah. You know, this isn't. You know, this, the level of civility and civilization that we've come to expect doesn't exist. He can't just go down to ye old Home Depot and buy a, <laughs> a manual and go down three aisles and get the stuff he needs and just do it himself. Right. No, no. There's no plastering well, and, guide. Oh, what a great point. What a great point that is, Craig. For a guy like Samuel Pepys. Educated guy. In, in relative privilege. Yeah. Plastering? That's voodoo. <laughs> yeah. You know, what, what What do you know from plastering? I mean, you think little Jimmy and his dad had problems. <laughs> for all he knew. At least there was somebody At least there was somebody in the room that knew what he was doing. For all he knew. Samuel Pepys had no hope. <laughs> right, for all he knew. So he's got to get the. <laughs> Sorry. The, the talkie-talkie that's going on. They may have been just feeding him lines about how, you know, the plaster needs to set. <laughs> Hand me another ale. <laughs> they could have just oh said that. that's God, all part okay, of the Sam. that's all part of the process. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to put okay, this coat so up and let that set, and then put this you know, coat you know up and let really, that set. What really what really helps plaster to set your lordship is uh, you get some full tankard ale from alcohol in the room. <laughs> yep, there you go. A lot of burping. <laughs> <laughs> burp that pass the burp that plaster clean. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's that's awesome. But, you know, so he so he's got these guys, he gets them drunk, but then the next day he stays home again. And that's the other thing. He's staying home with them, not going to work. I looked it up. These are weekdays. Oh, hey, wow. <laughs> Took a couple po- so he I had to take a couple of personal guys. days. He <laughs> used up he's some of that extra PTO. PTO. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> He's, he's grabbed some PTO from, from the admirality. Maybe he went in for seven days of the last two weeks in order to make up for it. Because he works six right. days a week already. Oh, he's on flex. I didn't know. <laughs> flex time. I can just go in tonight. <laughs> Boss don't care as long as I hit my deadline. <laughs> he flexed out the plasterer. Oh, poor Sam. But then, and, and this, is, this is why this story matters. He then, a couple weeks later, plaster's probably done by now, walked out to Charing Cross, which is where the, uh, which is where the station is now. And he, he goes there, and this is one of the guys that signs the death warrant, that signs the death warrant for Charles I. And that happened, that execution happened at Whitehall, which is up and around and down the street. This is all, it's very cool when you visit London and you get an opportunity to see this stuff. And you get an opportunity to sort of locate it in your head. But anyway, um, and I love the line where he says, 
he went to the scaffold as happy as any man could in that condition. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> he I wasn't. Mean, that's a really, really calibrated scale. Yeah. What's as happy you know, as a, as you could, you know, like not pleat, not begging for screaming. his life, not yeah. screaming, not not <laughs> blubbering. He, he just walked up there. That's as happy as he could not be. Not pooping himself. Yeah. <laughs> that comes later. Sorry. I'm super sorry. Yeah, wa- yeah, waiting until after to poop himself, exactly. <laughs> or doing right. or doing like people do nowadays when they get in trouble for something. It was a joke. Kidding. Oh, come on, you can't you can't think I was really serious. <laughs> What did you think? I, I come on, it was kidding. It was only a bloody head. Come on. <laughs> Do you think Sammy took the plasterers with him as a little end of end of job party? <laughs> Let's go so, see a beheading. What. Drinks in oh, a show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it seems the right thing to do. Yeah. But so he goes out there, and yes, he is hanged, drawn, and quartered, which is always a good time. Top notch. And his heart shown to the crowd. And and one of the many reasons we love Sam is he records a little bit of the gossip that had been spread about this guy at the time. <laughs> uh, one of them being that his wife believed that she would come back to him, that he would come back to her. His wife had made it pretty well known. No, no, he'll be back. You'll see. He's good. And this belief in the, you know, obviously it's a sense of her own desperation and despair. But, you know, that she had believed that he would return. And then Sam puts an interesting little button on it when he says, yeah, and I saw Charles I executed. And now I am seeing this portion of my life closed by saying, oh, now here's one of the conspirators who had Charles executed, put to death. So even he sees, you know, and that's one of the things that's, it's one of the great things about the diaries, our, our sense of shared humanity. We go back and forth and we see yeah, he wanted closure too, and he oh, just gave him that sense of closure. So I got, I, I understand the plaster thing now. Why he got the work done in the house? All that's, right, that's that's the uh, you know when you make a, when you make a change for yourself because of a change in your life. You know, it's like when a woman has her first baby and gets a haircut. You know, like does oh, yeah. uh, suddenly gets the haircut so they don't have to worry about it as much or whatever. Or or you know, like Sam knew like okay, well this whole little phase of my life's coming to the end. I'm gonna Might throw well, a party. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make my house Spru- better. I'm gonna spruce the place I'm gonna, up. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make her look, uh, make her look good here, so that when I uh, have to entertain the next fellow that's coming over here, that's gonna get his head chopped off in 15 years, he's gonna be impressed. <laughs> he's gonna remember. Any... I don't want people walking around saying Sammy's place isn't ready for head choppings. <laughs> you know that people do that when they they hit a major milestone. They might, you know. You you buy a car, you buy a house, you did some repairs done, or you you know you change your change something about your physical appearance, or you change your style of dress, or you get a hair dye job, whatever. People do that well, kind no, of stuff. As it's it's like this change, or you get a tattoo to come well, out. There, no, there were no happening. convertibles for him to buy for his midlife crisis. Yeah, so that's true. Had, uh, they're they're all convertibles. <laughs> well, and, they're and, all open top. You'll remember. You'll remember. I think it was the last time we talked. He had gone out and bought a new suit of clothes. Oh yeah, there you go. And he was worried about how much it was costing him, but he said, ah, I got to have a splash. <laughs> got to treat, treat yourself so, there. Gets himself, a, gets himself a new suit of clothes, plasters up the house with a bunch of drolling workers, and goes and sees an execution. It was a fine fall of 1660 <laughs> for our friend Samuel P. Very good. <coughs> oh, man. Mike, do we have time for anything else here? Yeah, we, uh, we have time for a Kevin question. Okay. 
Maybe and, uh, maybe Jim, it'll have a history bent to it, and Jim mm-hmm. can set Kevin straight again like he did once before. No, and Jim's not gonna, not gonna. Well, maybe it will. Yeah, maybe there, maybe there's a little bit of uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Maybe okay. there's a little bit. It, Just ask the question. <laughs> you're not gonna like the main question, but Jim, but you'll you'll be in with the postscript. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't build it up too much. Thirty question. What the hell is going on in the McFly family? <laughs> Why does his great-great-grandfather look just like him? And Maggie McFly, his great-great-grandmother, looks just like his mother. Have the McFly and Baines families been interbreeding for a century? This could explain Marty's hand problems while he was playing guitar in 1955. (laughs) 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 Thanks, Kevin. P.S. When are we getting another Back to the Future other than the British royal family? It is my favorite series of inbreeding stories. Jeez. All right. <laughs> wow. See, well, I, I, you know. Hey, Kevin, there's this thing called Game of Thrones. You'll really love it. <laughs> love it. Yeah, otherwise known as uh, incest and violence porn for, mm-hmm. for the legitimate crowd that um, you can feel free to watch and not be ashamed of. Um, I actually know the answer to this question, yep. so you guys can I'm gonna, go ahead. Nope, I'm going to let you answer it. <laughs> I, I dominate these questions. I want to hear what Jim has to say. Okay, Jim, bring it on. What do you got, anything? Oh, wow. See, cause, well, you, you're throwing me into a bad spot here because, to tell you the whole truth, it's like uh, you guys are the, the Back to the Future mm-hmm. experts. I, I'm, I'm going to surmise, and this is a mere random surmise, that the reason that they all look the same is much the reason that our genes work the way they do is that we pass down looks through our chromosomes and the fact that they would look somewhat like i i don't have i don't have photographs of my biological relatives because i don't know who they are but um my parents do and i will tell you that my dad's great grandpa <coughs> looks creepily like him yeah i mean creepily like him that doesn't mean that there's inbreeding it means that there's this brand new thing called genetics <laughs> Yeah, that's that's actually where I would go with that answer too. Would be to say that you know sometimes if just the right genes hit, mm-hmm. if just the right genes are dominant or interact, you know, and do their gene thing in just the right way, you could potentially see a few generations of very close similarities, and then all of a sudden, not a lot. Yeah, you know, like Marty, the, 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 Chris, Marty the Crispin Glover genes take over. Yeah, Marty, exactly. Generations. Marty Junior. Somewhere in you know. Ten years from now, when he gets married and has a kid, when that when that hot Smarty Junior <laughs> gets his act together and finds love, he might end up having a kid that looks, looks like, like Crispin Glover, looks like a like a skinny, wiry, black haired murderer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Crispin Glover type. Yeah, yeah. So the the yeah. Why do, why does uh does Marty look like his own flesh and blood? Genetic Genetics. ancestry, but why? Well, do, right. right, but why do the women coming from outside that genetic line look similar? <laughs> yeah, why does a uh, uh, oh, and what what Maggie McFly? Maggie, thank you. Yeah, yeah Maggie right Knee, whatever her name Maggie was before McFly. she got married, um, look like Lorraine Baines before she got married. Right, and the uh, the official answer to that. Oh, <laughs> this is uh, from from the horse's mouth, Bob Gale. A writer. Oh, okay. I was going um, to say, who's your expert? But that'll do. Is is and and I don't. I should have looked up the direct quote, but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's we we really love Leah Thompson. Uh, we love working with her, and we wanted her in the movie. And <laughs> also, 
that's reason number one. Right. Reason number two is we've done two movies now and we've had the mom, mom, is that you? Yeah. Marty getting knocked unconscious and waking up and thinking he's back in 1985 and everything's normal and he had a bad dream. Right. And, and there was no way they weren't going to do that a third time. And how do we do that? I wonder. So, so, so but, answer okay. number one is actress. Answer number two is we've got this great medic egg. Catchphrase yeah. that we're going to use and, each, each movie. And and the explanation for why does she, why look does Maggie same. McFly look like Lorraine is uh, is that um, <laughs> the McFly men are genetically predisposed to Find being, that att- being attracted attractive. to women who look like Leah Thompson. <laughs> and that's pretty well, close to a direct quote. Well, that's that's not... That's not such a weird idea. The uh, the, the I, McFly men have a type. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean yeah. the, the fact that well, we all know men. Period, and women, men and women have types. Yeah, we have sure. types that we like and types that we don't. That's that's I think probably if you you were to ever pull apart a genetic code, you'd figure out that that was some sort of evolutionary advantage. Yeah, but the fact that the fact that someone would like the same sort of well, what the the old story that most men want to marry their moms. Yeah, there's yeah that too, or or if or maybe George McFly has a has an old timey photograph of his uh, what great grandma or whatever she is, and says, "Boy, she's a looker. If I ever find me a gal that looks like that, well, <laughs> I'm gonna put a ring on her." Well, <laughs> maybe. Hey, hey, we've all I, I assume we've all heard the Who song, "Pictures of Lily," and that's bothered me my whole life. It's like, what do you do anyway? <laughs> Oh, and uh, to answer the the PS question, we're never getting another Back to the Future. No, there's no reason to do anymore. Why would you want to do a remake? Robert Zemeckis has, I don't know if it's a joke or if he's serious, but he said he put it in his will. <laughs> that you can't can't have the rights to the movie. It's not going to get made. <laughs> Unless you pull a Terry. You know what? I don't even know. You, you, you all saw what Terry parody. Pratchett did. What Terry Pratchett did with it, with his unfinished works. Oh, the author. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that he directed that the hard drive containing his unfinished works uh-huh. be, bold, be run over by a steamroller. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> unless you do something like that and dispose of what it is that you've done, I have no confidence that the horrors of Hollywood <laughs> will not violate your corpse. <laughs> If they think 20 years from now, as you and I are sitting, I'll certainly be on a porch drooling on myself. Hey, look, Grandpa, it's another Back to the Future. Hooray. Well, here's here's what it comes down to. Apparently, sometimes you can take it to the grave with you. <laughs> like, the, you know, they always say, yeah, just spend it now. You yeah. can't take it spend with it you. Spend it now. You can't the take it with you. The well, may, maybe maybe yeah. you can no. occasionally. Yeah, no, um, I mean, it's, on, it's... The, on the other side of that, um, sorry, Bob and, and Rob, um, there is a thing called public domain. Yep. And uh, it's really just a countdown after you die. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Right. And it's, if there's enough of us that stick around that have fond memories and want one more reboot for whatever ungodly reason. You know, we may think that there's, I, you know, not that we've got a lot of time for it. But I, I don't see a need for Blade Runner 2049, but that didn't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. What, what I want to see is I want him to do a movie. I want him to do, what was the movie? Okay, it was 2015 is the future, right? Yeah. In, yeah. The, in, in the movie series. And it was uh, 55 to 85, so it was 30-year difference. So 2015, 30 years is 2045. 
I want to see them do a movie in 2045 where the characters from 2045 go back in time 30 years. They play out the exact same storyline, yeah. but everything looks like 2015. Okay. From the movie with the double barrel neckties and the fax machine in every room of the house and <laughs> all that, that kind the of weird awesome. clothes and just like have it really be continuous. Not look like our 2015. No, no, not at all. But look at like the look the, look the, like the 2015 of the second movie. The flying cars and with like a lot of uh self converted 80s and 90s jacket cars. and the auto tying shoes and sure. all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I want there to be like a Jaws 67 <laughs> in 2045. <laughs> Directed by Max Spielberg the <laughs> Third, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Somehow I seem I see that name as Ingmar, but otherwise go with it. Well, it was Ma- I think it was Max Spielberg in the uh, on the marquee for Jaws. Oh, right, 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 or whatever right. Yes, it was. Yes, I'm sorry, sorry, missed the internal gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want him to like keep it keep to keep it continuous with the actual look of the yeah. Like like our 2015 didn't happen. That this is now an right. alternate universe. Yeah. Or well, what? that's the future in that universe. Right. That's the future sure. that's going to continue forward. Right. So at, for their past, the only way they could get our 2015, like oh, they could geez. even make 2045 really weird. And then when they go back and they change wait, stuff, wait, wait, I need, I need a chalkboard. <laughs> it splits off into another <laughs> no, no, timeline no, that okay, looks hey, like Mike. our twenty forty five. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Instead of the other way around. This, this is why this is happening. You see, <laughs> it's because guys like Craig do this sort of thing. Yeah. And and I don't believe that this is going to pass from our gene seed. I really don't. <laughs> well, and you're the only one that has to worry about that. Well, yeah, all my great yeah. ideas die with me. That's why I'm putting them on the internet for free. Craig's taking, yeah, Craig's taking everything with him. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be buried in this studio. Ooh. Well, if you stick around tonight or tomorrow, okay. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that, don't Jim. Do that. Jim. Jim. Thank you for joining Jim, us today. Thank you, Jim. Happy to do it. We will uh, look forward to hearing all about your trip next time. Sense cool. if we, we're still alive in the future. Yeah. If, <laughs> if the studio hasn't been if the studio hasn't been smashed. <laughs> all that new equipment we got. Uh oh. <laughs> You're gonna move this to someplace safe, right? All this this whole setup here. State farm, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast. <laughs> uh, Mike, where can they find us? <laughs> they can find us at nerdburgershow.com, at nerdburgershow on the Twitters and the Facebook, um, possibly in parts of Alabama. And <laughs> where else can they find us? Might find the mixer down and by down by down by Macon. Might find <laughs> this microphone uh, in Altoona, <laughs> and uh, that monitor over there in Birmingham, in, in Dacula, Dacula, Dacula. Why is everything? Jeez, you've got it swirling all over the place. Well, it's a freaking hurricane. That's so. true. <laughs> um, was that everything? Uh, and. And they can find uh, <laughs> game stuff at nerdburgergames.com and uh, buy murders and acquisitions at drivethroughrpg.com. <laughs> On the next episode of Nerdburger, Mike and Craig install a drop ceiling in the studio. <laughs> All right, Mike, hold that grid up higher, higher. No, no, Mike, Mike, there, over to, oh, up, up higher. Here? Up, no, no, up, here? up. No, okay, okay, good, good, good. Now to the left. To the left, move it over to the left. You see your right hand? Look at the other one. 
I'm starting to get lightheaded. Look at the left. To the left. You mock my pain. To your left. To your left. Where? Pick up that blood. What? 